So we're now in the middle of Advent, and in the middle of our series, Advent Carols, where we take a beloved Christmas carol and look at the Advent themes within, um, in uh, carols of hope, peace, joy, and love. Our carol today for the second Sunday of Advent, and the theme of peace is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Charles Wesley's hymns, this one very much included, are among the most beloved in the Christian world. The man simply had a way of crafting words that spoke so eloquently and succinctly. His older brother John, uh, known as the founder of Methodism, uh, was, was more known for his theology writing, but hymn crafting remained Charles Forte, and I would argue his, his um, imprint on, on Christianity and, and uh, theology is, is just as profound this way as as even all the work his brother did in, in um, founding Methodism. Its words, um, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, certainly speak to our theme today of peace. And they do so by echoing the angel's song in Luke's gospel as the Christ child is born. When they cry out to shepherds, peace on earth, mercy mild. And then the final stanza, Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. But you know, even though the, the words themselves make reference to our theme, I think there's more to this carol's genius in embodying peace as well. It's carols like this one that are so beloved and so well-known uh, that just in themselves give us a feeling, an inner feeling of peace and perhaps uh, call it nostalgia, but uh, the, the result's the same, that, that feeling of comfort and peace. When I hear it, I think of the countless times I've sung these words throughout my life, in the various churches I've served, as well as singing them each year on Christmas Eve in my home congregation in Michigan. I can't help, when I hear these words, to also think of the favorite Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life, at the close of the film, the whole town gathers in George Bailey's living room after helping him through a financial bind, and together they joyously sing these words. I'm sure we can all think of a memory or a time when this carol was sung that gives us peace and comfort. There's a sense of that in the, just the simple familiarity of this beloved tune. And I think it's one that echoes or even transcends the power of its words. That's also clearly present. Our lesson today from Isaiah seeks to instill the same sense of peace and comfort found in our carol. The book of Isaiah, as we know it, is really more like three different books. And from three very different periods in the history of Judah. First Isaiah through chapter 39, second Isaiah 40 to 54, and third Isaiah chapters 55 through 66. Our reading today is the beginning of second Isaiah. This is important because second Isaiah occurs in the midst of the Babylonian exile. First Isaiah ends with the prophet's warning of the imminent threat of Babylon's destruction of Jerusalem. Then, one chapter later, we jumped ahead a number of years to one of the darkest times in the history of Judah since the Exodus. They're now in exile and living in occupation from Babylon. 
been removed from their homes, displaced from any sense of normalcy and peace in their lives. It's an uncomfortable time. Like the Exodus, it's a wilderness moment in the story of God's people. And these words likely appear in the thick of it, when hope is starting to wane. In this time of pandemic, when so many of life's normalities have been uprooted, we have a glimpse of this feeling of exile and wilderness. It's a fear that's taken hold of us, making it difficult to get up. It's a weariness that makes it difficult to see God's goodness and nearness. And thus, like the folks in our text, our hope starts to wane. In our congregation this year, in addition to the uh, many disruptions brought by COVID, we've also experienced so much loss of wonderful folks, of matriarchs and patriarchs, of people gone far too soon. And the pandemic has made it difficult to come together and grieve and celebrate their lives and their witness to the faith. Such loss can really take hold in a community. It can make it feel like we're living in a valley, difficult to see beyond and move forward. So looking back at our text, what is God's first word? What's God's first word to this displaced, weary people living in a time of wilderness and exile? Comfort. Comfort, comfort. And here's the best part. You, my people, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. In Hebrew, that phrase, speak tenderly, uh, that's translated as speak tenderly, is more literally understood as speak to the heart. Speak to the heart of my people and say comfort. God has shown up in the most desperate of times and has spoken a word of comfort to the heart. Today, as the second Sunday of Advent, our theme today is peace. And so often when we think of peace, we think of an end to violence and warfare, which of course is true and important. But peace is a much deeper term than simply an end to violence and warfare. The Hebrew word for peace, shalom, is much more holistic. It means an overall peace and sense of well-being. It's an inner peace alongside an outer peace of the ceasing of war and violence. In other words, you could say that it's a feeling of comfort of holistic comfort, one desperately needed by those living in exile and for us today in this time of pandemic. Comfort spoken to the heart is God's desire for Judah, and through that, God's desire for all who find themselves in experiences of exile, of displacement, of weariness and loss. But God not only speaks comfort, no, God also offers a way forward. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way for God to show up, not once everything is all better. No. Prepare the way now. Prepare the way in the midst of the wilderness, in the midst of exile, in the midst of weariness. 
Comfort spoken to the heart allows us to stand up and prepare the pathways for the Lord to come. Not into our tidy living rooms prepared for company, but rather into the brokenness of our existence. To lift up every valley, to make every mountain low, to level the uneven ground, to make the rocky places plain. No matter what difficulties we face, whether it's feeling stuck in a ditch, unable to climb out, or it's facing an insurmountable mountain we cannot even fathom getting over. We trust in a God who comes to us as we are, where we are, to speak comfort to our hearts and bring peace and redemption to our lives. As Christians, this is what we trust and hope the Christ child will bring. There's one more piece here that seems particularly necessary right now. This peace, this comfort and redemption experienced by God's arrival in the wilderness moment it happens not in isolation. It doesn't happen to a COVID-restricted approved group size either, no. Isaiah tells us all shall see God's glory together. Wesley's Carol speaks to this as well in the first verse saying, God and sinners reconciled. So being brought together again with God and the coming of Christ. But it continues, Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies, with angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. This moment of God's glory is to be held, is to be beheld, rather, by all people, together. God showing up, speaking comfort to our hearts, raising valleys, lowering mountains, smoothing out the uneven and rough places, has one more amazing component that cannot be overlooked. It brings us together with God and with one another. Our Lord's table, friends, is an occasion in which all of God's children can see God's glory together. Because here at this table, we trust that we are brought into communion with our risen Lord. But just as important, and perhaps even more remarkably, in this divided and polarized time, we are brought together with everyone to be fed by our risen Lord and bear witness to God's glory together. Friends, the prophet tells us in the midst of the wilderness, exile, whether in the valleys of loss, the mountains of obstacles, or any uneven or rocky place we find ourselves, God speaks a word of comfort to our hearts, allowing us to prepare the way for the coming of our Lord, to lower mountains, to raise up valleys, to level the uneven places, to smooth out the rocky terrain. Reconciled with God and with one another, may we seek to come together as the people of God, that we might see God's glory together and hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, singing glory to the newborn King.